Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Andy Dalton says it's his time in Chicago, but is it really? And aren't there several NFL teams better off moving away from their QB1? Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Sometimes you're better off just cutting bait. Why have something that's not going to make a significant impact just because it makes things more comfortable? I think it's time to probably move on, and this doesn't just apply for the Bears and Andy Dalton. It probably applies to several NFL teams. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. I don't distance myself from him. I love him as my radio life partner. Joe Rigotti, Captain Competency, here with us as well, running things in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the uncomfortably warm Intracoastal in the Phillips Point Towers. Coquel remains in his COVID quarantine in Port St. Lucie in his garage, already off to a good start with a light cough. Uh, how you feeling, pal? I feel great. Actually, that was just clearing my throat. I probably should have done that during the break. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good radio discipline on your part. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. No problem. No, I'm good. I think I'm uh, back in studio tomorrow. Really? According to all reports. Yes, sir. Oh, man, that's exciting. Just don't get too close to me, okay? I'm still going to be masked up just to be sure, but I am by all reports. I think I'll be back. Awesome. Cool. I'll bring the saran wrap and make sure I put it over your face as well. Uh, I'm actually not going to take any precautions. I'm just going to build a a plastic wall like Kirk Cousins, and uh, that's it. You know what? what Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to to Home Depot. Get your plexiglass. Make yourself a Kirk Cousins box. And you know what you should do just to really drive home? Hey, I've got the antibodies. You should just come into the office and start licking everything. Just lick the walls, lick the phones, lick the board do all of that i haven't cleared this with fauci or anything but i'm pretty sure i'm superman at this point you're indestructible that's it i mean i the vaccinated now i have the antibodies i basically can punch covid in its face awesome are you gonna have to go back on the diet because all you've been eating is junk since you've been in quarantine no, I've actually been pretty good. I've been doing okay with that. So I'm doing I'm hanging in Man, there. My, my, my special boy is improving his life. All it well, took no. was the Delta variant to do that. Unbelievable. My wife is home too. So that, And she's in the oh. room she's in is between my quarantine room and the, the junk food. Uh-huh. So like every now and then I can put something in my pockets when she's not looking so, and sneak it back in. Yeah, but that's so about it. She's the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, a tough life you've got going. So yes. hopefully Coquel is back in studio tomorrow. Uh, I, I want to start with something that, uh, that brought me a good chuckle yesterday. Uh, this is Chicago Bears media availability, and this is the Red Rifle himself, Andy Dalton, who, if you recall, uh, back when, when he was signed, the Bears tweeted out a photo of him with the caption, QB1. So with all the excitement around Justin Fields, I mean, he's already been named. Andy Dalton's already been named QB1. But now the city of Chicago is a flutter with Justin Fields' love because of what he did against the Dolphins, showing many flashes of potential in their preseason game Saturday. This is Andy Dalton yesterday talking about his current situation. I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know um, where my identity lies. And so um, do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. Um, But 
I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. Coquel, you heard that. Andy Dalton saying, right now, it's my time. Uh, Andy, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's your time. It has to be, though. Someone had to relay that message to him that it is his time. Okay. then Besides let's... the social media director who put a QB1 with that picture that was mocked everywhere. I really hope that social media director got the go-ahead from the coaching staff before he or she did that. I'm starting to think he did with a comment like that because the first half of those comments by Dalton weren't bad. Of course he's going to say he supports the quarterback. Of course he's supposed to even say, I'm here to compete for a starting job. I'm here to be ready when my number's called. But to say it's my team feels like it came from somewhere else, that he knows that it is his team, and they have plans to not start fields for a few weeks, which I just don't understand. More and more, the more I watch football and the more you see rookies able to make an impact and you see the emphasis that's being put on a rookie quarterback and you don't have the money constraints that you used to because there's rookie wage scales as opposed to just giving them massive contracts right away, more and more I believe in putting out on the field what you drafted, and letting the learning curve start in real-time action. Andy Dalton might say it's his time, but no, I don't think it is his time. I think it's Justin Fields' time, and I think the Bears are better off moving away from their QB1, even if he's never officially played a QB1 snap, and going to Justin Fields. But this also extrapolates to several NFL franchises, I think, for different reasons. Because you have a number of franchises that have placeholders or they have rookie quarterbacks or they have drama or they have a medium ceiling where they're really never going to realize potential with the current quarterback that they have. I ask you, which QB1's time most needs to come to an end for the good of their franchise? Which QB1's time most needs to end for the good of their franchise? I say... Andy Dalton with the Bears, but there are several options here. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Like, let's just, Coquel, look at the rookie quarterback situation. Let's go to this level of QB1s that could see their time coming to an end and their franchise may be better off if they just pull the trigger on this. Uh, let, let's go ahead and just discuss what's happening right now in San Francisco because you have a lot of excitement around Trey Lance. But you and I both discussed this. Trey Lance did not look particularly good right like his first preseason game no he wasn't was good. not great but he had the one throw which again we get wowed by these throws we did it with Zach Wilson in shorts every NFL quarterback can make those throws now when the guy's wide open but there's also just such a meh about Jimmy Garoppolo just such a eh, he's Alex Jimmy Smith G. pre-injury that's what he is no one's going to appreciate him but all he does is win games that's what I feel like Jimmy G's career is going to be. He's going to go somewhere else, just like Alex Smith did, and he's going to win games but never be good enough maybe to take you over the edge. But then you have the big lead uh, writing a story, and this is actually based off of something Dominique Foxworth said on Get Up where he said that Trey Lance needs to be the quarterback for the 49ers to have any expectations of winning a Super Bowl because Jimmy Garoppolo is just a game manager. He's never going to lead them 
to an opportunity, again, to win a championship. Trey Lance is the way they get to that point. So that process needs to start sooner rather than later. Uh, And uh, so that goes back to my argument about placeholders. What is actually the purpose? If you feel like, if you drafted a guy and you feel confident, because don't forget, Coquel, the 49ers moved up to go get Trey Lance. They moved up to take Trey Lance in the top three of the draft. So if they felt that strongly, they felt that confidently in Trey Lance, why not get it rolling now? Like, move Jimmy G out of the way. Well, the only thing is Trey Lance didn't play FBS football. Trey Lance barely even played football last year, so I would sit him for a little while. I'm in the camp of you're not going to win a Super Bowl with either of them. You're probably not going to make the playoffs with either of them. Let's let him sit for a few weeks. Let's see if our own line is solidified. Let's see if we can keep Jimmy G healthy. Maybe get some trade value out of Jimmy G and then play Trey Lance because he's got a long way to learn, and it showed last week. Uh, And then there's a team like Minnesota. Your gut, Coquel, your gut tells you Kirk Cousins is able to accomplish what, ultimately, as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Maybe get you to an NFC championship? Correct. I agree with you. And that means that the Vikings are paying a lot of money. They're paying a massive contract to a guy who not only is an annoying distraction in the locker room because of his anti-vax thoughts, he also is not a guy who's going to lead you to a championship. Sometimes an NFL team will get lucky with a mediocre quarterback because their defense can carry the day. The Vikings aren't one of those teams. The problem is the Vikings don't really have any sort of option behind Kirk Cousins, and they need to start planning for that because the Vikings are not going to take a next step until Kirk Cousins is no longer in the picture. He is not the answer. He is not going to bring them to a Lombardi trophy. The Vikings are better off with that QB1 out of the way sooner rather than later. Which, how many how many years does Cousins have left in his contract? Because uh, I'm pretty sure he got that. Wasn't he the first guy to get it all fully guaranteed? Yeah, yeah. So Let like, me check they're, on that. they're stuck, man. They're in a ditch with Cousins. Well, and that's like, that's part of the problem is that they have. You're right. They have created a ditch, and I don't think that they can get themselves out of it. I don't think that they can uh, remove themselves from Kirk Cousins. It doesn't change the fact that the franchise is in a better spot when he's no longer there. He becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2023, so he's got two more years left on his contract. Yeah, so you got to play. You draft one next year. Yeah. That, that's got to be their move if they agree with us that they can't win with them. Clearly, they saw something they didn't. A lot of this happens, Ken, and I, and I never understood it. I'm going to go back to a local situation with Tannehill when Tannehill first got that big money. He was good enough to be a good quarterback on a lower contract, but once you give them these max deals or these huge deals – all of a sudden, their value, their play of being pretty good makes them underwhelming. They're really good if you get them cheap, but they're under. I don't understand why every time a quarterback is above average, we feel like you have to pay franchise money and hinder the rest of your yeah. cap. You'll never win that way. The problem is that's what the market dictates. And so there's such what a... what team has won with that? Uh, not many. Not you know, many. Think about that. Any team that won with a bad quarterback, they weren't overpaying the bad quarterback. It was either they were on a rookie deal and they were underpaid, or they had a guy who, you know, just happened to hang on and was able to win with defense around him. But think about it. You have in in the NFL, you your your desire to get a quarterback is high because it is a quarterback league. You're not going to be competitive more often than not if you don't have a quarterback. Are you going to be championship caliber? 
not sure. But when you have the Patrick Mahomes of the world and you have the Tom Brady's of the world, uh, every team wants to emulate that. And they're hoping that when they sign this contract to big money, they're going to see a continued trajectory upward. But what you're talking about is that many instances see that quarterback plateau. And Kirk Cousins is a perfect example of that. Which QB one's time most needs to come to an end for the good of their franchise? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The Twitter's open. At ESPN West Palm. Let's go to Port St. Lucie. That's where we find Thurston. What's up, Thurston? How's it going, guys? Good, man. Um, I'm actually a Vikings fan myself, um, and they actually drafted Kellen Mond in the second round. This You're day. right. They do have Kellen Mond. That's a great call. Now, now let me ask yeah. you this, though. As a Vikings fan, what are your what are your expectations? What are your hopes for Kellen Mond? Um, you know, obviously, he's not going to play this year because we got happy feet holding it down for a couple <laughs> more years. But um, yeah. I can't stand Kirk Cousins, honestly. And as the NFC Championship thing that you guys said, uh, you have to play primetime games to get there, and I don't know if you've seen Kirk Cousins. No, he's miserable. But, uh, yeah, he is miserable. So, yeah, no, yeah. And, and so so you do you, you drafted a quarterback in the second round. I, I and he he was second round, right, Kellen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I think the Bears moved up ahead of us to get Justin You're, Fields. Yeah, I think if he would have fell to fourteen, we would never traded with the Jets. And we yeah, drafted. and, and Mon made a, a a big push in the week or two leading up into the draft in terms of where he was valued and where he was going to be on draft charts. Uh, and so maybe he is an option. I will say this: like if you're the Vikings, uh, I, I think you are, and they're never going to do this because of the contract. But uh, they're they are better off saying, "Hey, Kirk, move out of the way. Let's get the youngster in." Because again, Kirk Cousins is I not wish. going to bring them. And and I know that's not how it works. But just looking at this hypothetical, you as a Vikings fan, the, the team long-term is in better shape if they could push Kirk Cousins out of the way. Like, that's just well, the truth. Even before the season, I already know it's 9-8 and eight or 10-7. and seven. Like, Yeah, and that, that sucks. That, that's a sucky feeling, right? <laughs> like, you're going to get in, yeah. but, uh, you know, cool. Cool wildcard appearance for a guy who's making huge money. And can't move outside of the pocket. Uh-huh, exactly. As you called him, happy feet. I like that. I'm stealing yeah. that from you. I'll buy you a beer to uh, pay you back at some point. Okay. Stormhouse. Yeah, it's Stormhouse Brewing. Awesome. Appreciate it, Thursday. Kellum, Kellum on, though, is he a guy where you're like, oh, got to get Cousins out of the way for him, or is it just a no. third-round pick? He was a third-round third round pick. He was a third-round pick, yeah. But he was at the top of the third round, the mm-hmm. 66 pick. But is he a guy where you go, oh, man, what he did at Texas A&M, like, I'm in love with him, or is he a guy you have to Google to look up and be like, Oh, that's their backup quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's the guy to move. I think he's in there as an insurance policy more than based anything. on the uh, based on the fact that I totally forgot that they drafted Kellen Mond in the third round. There's the answer the to your question. You know, I, I I listen. But if I'm a Vikings fan, if I'm Thurston, and I've seen Kirk Cousins do nothing overly effective, and uh, I, I, you know, other than put his foot in his mouth and then fall short in big moments, especially in prime time. I'm probably willing to just say throw the kid in and then we'll draft it. Like you were saying earlier, let's just draft another quarterback next year. Yeah, and you and you play both of them. You know, you battle mm-hmm. the quarterbacks sure. out. I'm not, I'm not opposed to drafting multiple quarterbacks over multiple years and seeing which one works out. Yeah, and hopefully your backup has a great preseason and you, and you can move forward. It's kind of like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. That's that, and that is you're reading my mind. I swear to God, Coquel, I was just about to say that. That is what I appreciate about the Eagles because there was drama. 
and controversy and distraction with the perpetually unhappy Carson Wentz. He's made of porcelain, as we've discussed so many times. So they just decided, you know what? Sorry, dude. Hit the sideline. You're, you're, you're our QB1, but we need to go in a different direction or at least see, take a peek. And so they did it. They showed conviction, and they brought in Jalen Hurts, and that was the right thing to do. And then the yeah. Dolphins. But this is what I appreciate about the Dolphins, too. And do, would it go smoothly? No. Could Brian Flores been more communicative? Probably. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know that he's just a guy. He's made a career out of being a placeholder, a guy who's going to keep the seat warm for the next guy. And the Dolphins, were they a little impatient? Sure. But do they have QB1, top five pick, and they're not going to hit any sort of massive ceiling with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Right. So that's where Tua, I think, had to play. I think they did the right thing. It was clunky, but they did the right thing. You have to decide if you think you can win with your team you have right now. Because you weren't going to win the Super Bowl rookie Tua. Yeah. Would you have won a Super Bowl with Fitzpatrick? Probably not. Could you have Probably made Probably not. No, def- yes. I mean, sorry, definitely not. No, I'm just saying, well, you just never know how things are going to – probably not basically means no. Okay. You know, we don't know how for sure what would have worked out down there because they would have been a playoff team. And Fitzpatrick can string along three games together. Four games? No, the fourth game will be nine interceptions. But those three games, <laughs> he can be really good. And if you get those at the right time, you can win a couple games. The, the Eagles have gone all in. They went from having a backup, though, but right now, who's their backup? Is it Flacco? So they've gone mm-hmm. to – they really believe Jalen Hurts is their guy, or maybe they'll draft another one next year. So there are ways to move out from this situation. The Dolphins now, is Jacoby Brissett one of those guys that you look at as he's in the way of Tua, or is he just one of those backups? He's a veteran career. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like The Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a veteran placeholder, whereas Jacoby Brissett is a veteran cushion. I'd rather have – a veteran cushion than a veteran placeholder if you're a team that doesn't have uh, major playoff aspirations. And what a great career that is. If you can become that guy who starts one year, makes a name for yourself, and then is a backup and never has to get hit again and just make a 12-year career out of backup money, like that's better than being a starter. Think about it. Nick Foles made a career out of being the hero backup. He has made a career out of being the heroic backup where his team – is not playing well or his team gets injured and he swoops in and saves the day. He has never been able to thrive in a starting situation where he's the full-year expectation QB1. But as soon as someone gets hurt or as soon as someone struggles, here he comes with the cape, and I've never seen anything like it. But I, I, I don't know if it's a different approach. I don't know if it is just a comfort level, and that's why guys like that succeed in certain situations. And I know that's different than what you're talking about, where there's just a guy with a clipboard, and he's in the quarterback room. But Nick Foles was like that on steroids. Not literally. Yeah. I'm not making an accusation. But, well, that's because he's got a big play mentality. What does that mean? I'm just saying he's got a big Play mentality. Thought, when you said big and then paused, I'm like, what are you, uh-oh, what are, where's Gokel going here? This is uh, uncomfortable. Good old, good old Nick. <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton says it's his time in Chicago, but is it really? Because if he's QB1, it's just sort of stunting what we all know to be inevitable, and that is Justin Fields coming in to be, at least athletically, the most dynamic quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime with the Bears. Can he, can he win? 
Not sure. Is he the most dynamic after one preseason game? I'm really damn confident saying that. Which QB one's time most needs to end for the good of their franchise? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open, as always, at ESPN West Palm. Let me throw one more for you. And you can probably shoot me down on this. Okay. Well, you can. I, not probably. You have a microphone. You definitely could shoot me down on this. But I would think there are at least, and they're the minority, but there are a number of Packers fans and those around football that think that the Packers long-term are better off finally getting Aaron Rodgers out of the way. Does that seem completely wildly off-base? No, because it is a reality because he doesn't want to be there. Um, yeah. And it's not just his age. You're right. That's the key part. It's not just it's, his age. Really, it's because it, he doesn't want to be if there. He, if he wanted to be there or they could salvage it, then it's one of the dumbest takes ever. But if the guy's going to leave anyway and you can start that process and get more for him, then I get it. But let's not get overhyped on Jordan Love's one preseason game. Oh, no, no, no. He ended up hurting his shoulder. He's cleared to play. But, like, I'm not I doing get too that. excited but by what, that. But what it would allow with Aaron Rodgers finally leaving is that you fully expose Jordan Love, see what he is or what he isn't, and then you can start the ball rolling on how to rectify the situation. So long-term, the Packers don't have to go into a long, dark winter, uh, at least more so than they actually realistically live in. Um, they can actually start to come up with solutions. But Aaron Rodgers, when I hear him say... Uh, yesterday, oh yeah, uh, a week before training camp, I was 50-50 about whether or not I was going to retire or come back. I mean, that that definitely causes you to pause a bit. And do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season? Yeah. And is Aaron Rodgers an attention monger? Absolutely. But it's still, like a Packers fan, you're walking on eggshells this entire year with Aaron Rodgers' mood. that's, uh, That's rough. For as horrible as the Packers handled that situation, which I think was dreadful, it's kind of working out for them because now they're having Jordan Love has the pressure of knowing he's the man in these preseason games. Jordan Love has the pressure of paying attention, knowing he's the man. Yeah. And they get an MVP in there playing while Jordan Love sits there and knows that he's the man and has all those pressures to play and learn and get ready and be ready. And Rodgers knows he's out. And if he could just not talk, if they could somehow make him not talk, <laughs> they, they'd be better off. Because uh, that's man. the only downfall to this whole situation is Rodgers' mouth. And he's not going to stop. You no. know after losses, he's going to cause bigger problems. Because he doesn't answer to anybody. Eventually, LaFleur is going to get thrown under the bus by him, and then no matter what LaFleur does with love, he's going to get blamed for it because of some weird comment Rodgers made after a week six loss. But listen, uh, and this is where I, I stand up for Aaron Rodgers. He has all the leverage in this situation. He is the face of that team, even more so. He's the boss in that locker room, even more so than the head coach. And it wasn't Aaron Rodgers who kept the Packers out of the NFC Championship game a year ago. It was his coach not having the proper play calling awareness. Yeah, that makes also, the situation. He also could have even, ran the ball. I, I, like I, Rodgers could have ran the ball on that on that third down play. Yeah, run, but, run, and get in the end zone. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers also uh, being confused about what was called and not having the proper setup at the line did not help the situation. And I mean, you're you're making Aaron Rodgers seem like a track star. Like, come on. He's fast. He can move. He's not. He's not that fast. You're. You're. You're he's sort of. Try, you're trying to put him into a a Justin Fields situation, and I don't. No, but he's. You know, he's fast enough. Stop. Let me defend sneaky, Aaron Rodgers. Sneaky fast. 
No. <laughs> Hashtag white. Qu- quietly athletic. Uh, right, right, right. A grinder. Uh, Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel, and it is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Oh, Ken, uh, you, you, you mention them every day. Well, they're the damn title sponsor, so of course I'm mentioning them every day. But also, this is important because uh, I, I can't tell you how many times over my, my 15 years in radio I've, I've heard someone say, how did you... How did you get in sports? How did you how did you get this job? And I tell them, luck. Okay, it was luck. The whole thing was luck. My entire career is a charade. It's a sham, okay? And I've just happened to make the most of it, uh, being uh, less than mediocre. That said, if you want to get into the sports industry and you want the path, you want the keys to success, you get them getting your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic because Dr. Jim Reardon and his professors, that entire side of the FAU Business School, they are going to take care of you. Getting an FAU MBA sport management uh, uh, degree is it's invaluable because you have people that have graduated from there in the professional levels of sports. You have people that are, and not just in America, but overseas as well. Uh, you have big-time college athletics. You have group of five college athletics represented. Uh, we told the story yesterday uh, 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 about one of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program degree recipients who uh, has taken a position at East Carolina. We're talking local sports. George Lindley, I love to reference him because he's someone who got his degree in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and that dude is all over the place in Palm Beach County as the the head of the Palm Beach County Sports Commission. Do not Wait, if you've wanted to change careers, get into sports, or you're coming out of school and you want to make sure that you're able to get a foot into the sports industry, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the way to go. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sports. Spring semester courses. Sign up for them now. They're remote or on campus in Boca. That's the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Which QB once time most needs to end for the good of the franchise? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Some good options here. Andy Dalton, Jimmy G, uh, Kirk Cousins, maybe even Aaron Rodgers. We'll take your calls and your tweets when we come back. And, and- we have breaking NFL news. Okay. Oh, you do you, want, do you want the music? Should we? No, no, no. Let's let's just do it now. Then fine. I'll, All right. Uh, with my music, because you completely uh, derailed me. So That's uh, huge news. Go ahead. Jacoby Brissett completed the red zone touchdown to Robert Foster in eleven on elevens. Yeah, I can't wait for training camp to end. I mean, that's huge. Two it's good. Brissett's yeah. ready. Uh, Tua did throw a pick today uh, in eleven on elevens. By the way, as well. Hmm. The I knew that was controversy's coming. coming. I knew that was coming. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. When, Uh-oh. What do they do? What do you do if you're the Dolphins? If you're Brian Flores, do you sit to a... When we return, we'll do a little... Uh, Draft another quarterback? We'll do a little cleanup from a mistake I made yesterday. And the home team had a really good thought about Jack Morris, the Tigers broadcaster, and his Asian uh, impersonation just a couple of nights back. We'll discuss that when we return. He's Coquel. He's just keyed in on training camp. I've lost him for the day. Joe Rigotti hanging out with us as well. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.